When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, Episode 118, Supply Chain and Other Woes. Saudi television mocks Biden. Come while their man. government still won't return calls from the White House. Come on, hmm. man. Hey, don't buy Russian-made drones. The Ukrainian video teardown of a captured one shows they're made of plastic bottles, duct tape, and Velcro. <laughs> Is COVID China. over? 90% of respondents to a recent countrywide poll say it is. Well, will this stop the current administration from trying to resurrect it in time for the midterms? No. Mail-in voting, baby. Hey, a company in Europe will implant a digital payment chip in your hand for $300. That's not including surgery costs. Where have I heard this before? Oh, yeah, the Book of Revelations, Mark of the Beast. Hey, how does one go about getting in on this virtual land-selling craze? Talk about money for nothing. I don't know about the chicks for free, though. You always have to pay for something, virtual or not. Hey, see what I did there? You know that old Dire Straits song? You know, uh, never mind. And speaking of bad jokes, Gilbert Gottfried has died at the age of 67. He was known for his distinctive voice and too soon crude jokes. He always managed to make me laugh. We also lost hockey great Mike Bossy to lung cancer at the age of 65. He was part of the four straight Stanley Cup winning New York Islanders. He was a ghost who would appear in the goal crease as if teleported there just to score. Unfortunately, he was a heavy smoker, which ultimately caught up with him. Rest in peace, guys. Tech news. And you know, it's a slow week in tech when most of the article's headlines start with how to get insert video game title here. Hey, I did my best. First up, well, that didn't take long. Last episode, I reported on Elon Musk buying a little over 9% of liberal bubble social platform Twitter. I speculated that the billionaire might make moves to acquire a bigger stake in the company. Mr. Musk was expected to join Twitter's board of directors, but has since reversed his decision. 
If he had joined the board, he would have been limited to acquiring 14% of the company. This decision sparked warnings of a hostile takeover and has reportedly caused panic and depression amongst Twitter's woke employees, causing the company to have a day of rest. I joined Twitter early on, and it was a great platform. It was the best and fastest way to get breaking news. Then the blue check elites moved in. Then shadow banning became a thing. The whole platform has gone down from there, becoming nothing more than a liberal bubble where no differing, differing opinions are tolerated. I hope Mr. Musk takes over Twitter and fires the current CEO, Parag Agrawal, if I pronounce that right, who in previous statements makes clear he doesn't believe in free speech and replace him with a person who has at least grown up in this country who does know how free speech is a basic tenet of the USA. You know, or even someone who hasn't grown up in this country but still knows this fact. Well, time will tell. Mr. Musk has since made an offer to buy Twitter outright for over $40 billion. It's up to Twitter's board to accept this offer. Hey, you know, stuff just got real. The board of Twitter has adopted a so-called poison pill to thwart Mr. Musk's takeover bid. The investor group Vanguard bought more shares, making them the new largest investor in the company. While one of the many myriad Saudi princes balked at Elon's buyout offer. If you recall some years back, it came to light how Saudi intel agencies were paying Twitter employees to spy on that country's dissidents. I suppose if Mr. Musk did buy Twitter, the Saudi and other governments, including our own, would lose a major source of intelligence. One of the manufacturers of Apple's iPhone, Pegatron, was forced to shut down its plant in Shanghai, Communist China, because of the country's zero-COVID tolerance policy, which resulted in the total lockdown of the city of 25 million people. I've said it many a time on this show, and I'll say it once again. Does it make any business sense to have all of, or most of, your manufacturing done in Communist China? I'm asking you, Tim Apple. China. I don't know if this situation affects Foxconn, the other manufacturer of iPhones. Either way, expect shortages of the iPhone going forward. Update. The manufacturer of MacBooks, Quantra, has also been forced to shut down. Lucky for me, I already have an iPhone 13. The only thing I'd possibly purchase in the near future is an iPad Air. No word of any delays of that for now. Google is rumored to be releasing its Pixel 6a phone in May, when the Big G usually has its annual developers conference. The A-series phones include most of the features of the company's high-end phones, but for a much more affordable price, which is a good thing. Hey, we might even see the elusive Pixel Watch also. I'm not really sure if this next item belongs in the tech section or the entertainment section. I guess it all depends on how you look at this. It seems the newly launched streaming service of that once trusted news outfit, CNN, is floundering. It has been reported that CNN Plus has less than 10,000 users daily. Well, that's even less than the company's last place finishing broadcast service. CNN was predicting over a million users by the end of the app's first year of release. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. 
Besides the fact that real news reporting is not practiced by the network, the company expects users to pay six bucks a month for the pleasure of being misinformed. With the Time Warner Discovery merger finalized, I think CNN Plus will likely be rolled into the upcoming HBO Max Discovery Super App. That and the reluctant return of CNN to real news, well, one can only hope on that. Tech I'm using. This first item is actually about Facebook. Not my use of it, because I don't, but of my lovely wife's use of Facebook and its various services. Way back during the Stone Age, when I first obtained an account on Facebook, all you could really do is try and find friends and then peruse their timeline. A lot of having lunch at Applebee's type of stuff with pictures of the meal and any companions. After noticing my wife spending a lot of time on the service, I became curious on why she did so. She's not originally from this country, so she catches up on far-flung family members and spies on those whom she doesn't follow for numerous reasons. She gets a lot of targeted ads from businesses such as Amazon and Walmart, which alert her to upcoming sales. What surprised me is that she watches shows for entertainment on Facebook. Many of her home country's television networks provide content there, and she's a big fan of many short-format series that are hosted on Zuck's platform. I hadn't realized these were available. Facebook Messenger is her prime method of communication with close but far-flung relatives, some in the home country, others in places such as Australia and Bahrain. Gone are the days of accepting or rejecting expensive collect calls in the middle of the night advising us of the latest crisis occurring halfway around the world. And that's a very good thing. My place of employment uses Microsoft products, as most, if not all, federal agencies do, fortunately or unfortunately, that's a matter of opinion. One update rolled out last week at work gives Microsoft Teams app the ability to run all Office 365 apps within it. This is a remarkable upgrade. Now, I never have to leave the Teams app. It's called Teams Hub. I'll have to check and see if the civilian version has gotten the same ability. Some entertainment news. If you enjoyed the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers and the Apple TV Plus movie Greyhound, well, you'll be happy with the news that there is a sequel planned for both. The actor Tom Hanks is the common denominator of these two as producer of both and star of one. He'll be doing the same on the sequels that will air on Apple TV Plus. You know, I have to say, Tim Apple's entertainment streaming service is beginning to shape up quite nicely. Amazon's free service, IMDB TV, will be rebranded as Amazon Freevee with a slew of original content in tow. The content will include both series and movies. You know, I currently watch a couple of things on the service, and I'm looking forward to the reboot of Amazon's owned Bosch series. Another week, another musician dead under mysterious circumstances. This time, it was a basis for a band I'm not familiar with, Dance Gavin Dance. 34-year-old Tim Ferrick was found dead in his Sacramento apartment last Wednesday. You know, there are a lot of chemicals being added to drugs these days. Podcasting News A few months ago, the podcasting world was celebrating Facebook's apparent entry into podcasting. 
It was hailed as a new avenue for creators to get their work out there and get noticed. I even considered putting this show on the platform. No. Facebook even started sponsoring podcast events and sending reps to them. Well, according to multiple sources, Facebook has lost interest in podcasting and instead is putting all its efforts into the metaverse, which will be data mining gold for the company. Well, goodbye, Facebook. We hardly knew ye. As promised, here's a list of podcasts that I recommend for entertainment purposes only. First up is Who Are These Podcasts, also known as WATP. While the No Agenda podcast deconstructs the news media, WATP deconstructs other podcasts, and usually bad podcasts. The good news for these targeted shows is that they see an increase in listenership after being skewered on WATP. You know, I wish my show would be a target. I could use a boost, be it temporary or not. WATP also features a reoccurring look-in on disastrous podcasts such as Stuttering John Show and The Opie Show. This is one of my favorite podcasts. Psst. Like scary stories? Like well-written and performed scary stories? Then you'll love the No Sleep podcast for sure. The podcast started from a Reddit thread and has evolved into one of the best horror shows available. If you're a regular listener of the OFNT podcast, then you might remember that I, along with my son John and daughter Jessica, traveled to Brooklyn, New York last fall for a live performance of this show, and we all had a good time. Next up is SpyCast from the International Spy Museum. If you're into real spy stories, then this is a good starting point. Each week, the host interviews a real, current, or retired spook. They'll give you details and background on various operations. There are no embellishments, so don't expect any James Bond-type content. Some episodes are more interesting than others, but don't let that turn you off of this show. Now, an honorable mention here in the light of the untimely death of Gilbert Gottfried, his podcast, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. The last new episode was posted on April 4th, a mere eight days before he passed. More of an interview-type show than straight comedy, the show is entertaining. Most of the shows I've listened to concerned Hollywood and classic actors and their movies. The show definitely has a New York vibe to it. Well, that wraps up my suggestions. As you can tell from the short length of recommendations this week, I don't get around to listening to entertainment shows too often. All these shows are independent, something that's getting harder to find these days. So enjoy. Well, it's a rant. Man, the media is really, really out of control. If you didn't hear, there was a mass shooting on the subway in Brooklyn, New York this week. The first reports were of explosive devices and of at least 30 people shot. Right off the bat, various outlets and the bubbled blue check marks on Twitter were pointing the finger at the current popular boogeyman, with the emphasis on men, white nationalists, white supremacists, Nazis, and therefore Trump supporters. Well, when the dust had settled a bit, reports emphasized that terrorism wasn't suspected. Why, you may ask? Well, I'm going to tell you. Well, it turns out that the perpetrator didn't fit the narrative. It turns out that the suspect, 62-year-old Frank James, was of African descent. You can imagine the disappointment of the media and Twitter mafia at this revelation. Upon the capture of Mr. James on Wednesday, the story started fading quickly, and by the end of the week, 
was just a footnote. The media was back to Ukraine, COVID, climate change, and the usual woke agenda coverage. I'm sure the suspect will face terrorism charges, but you'll hear little of that. If the perpetrator was Caucasian or of Middle Eastern stock, you'd be subjected to nonstop 24-hour coverage of this incident. No double standard there. <laughs> if this seemingly coordinated attack on Caucasian Christian heterosexual men keeps continuing unabated, they might just get their odious wish. Let's hope they don't. To those idiots on Twitter, and a lot of them consider themselves to be journalists, how about you wait for a bit before blaming your favorite targets, no. at least until the actual facts come out. Episode 118 has wound down to its inevitable end. Just a reminder, I'll be working at my real job the next two weekends, so there will be no regular OFNT episodes. I'm working on some filler show ideas, which I may or may not publish. We'll see how it goes. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. If you tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show, I'd love hearing from you. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Happy Easter to those who celebrate it. And for those that don't, have a good day anyway. Now, get off my lawn. I'm out. I'll see you in a few weeks. Take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.